Ladies and gentlemen, we've had a fucking wild, wild week 10. Damn, did we not have the, the game of the year, the catch of the year, all in one game. Uh, we had the first game in Germany. Uh, just the the mid-season MVP, my my eyes, Tua, keeps rolling, keeps showing off what he's got. <coughs> I mean, just a wild game. You know, Jeff Saturday's first game as a coach, they go out and get a win, brings back Matt Ryan. I bet, I told you that was the move. And they get a win against a Raiders team that can't just, just can't get anything going. Um, but we'll get into that. And, uh, oh, and to top it all off, Monday night, Eagles finally lose to the Commanders and Taylor Heineke. So we got we got a lot going on. This was a wild week 10. Started off with my Falcons. We already talked about this, but, you know, they lost to the Panthers, making it harder to <clears throat> win the division now. Especially this first game we're going to talk about. The first game in Germany, early kickoff. Uh, Bucks win against Seattle. You know, kind of surprising, but then again, <clears throat> Seattle has been, I mean, they've been consistent in how they want to play the game, but they took that running, that running game was gone. And that it became hard to overcome that over time. Tampa Bay still, you know, this this game was a little bit better for them offensively. Uh, that they got Julio involved in that first touchdown. Chris Godwin also got a touchdown. He led the receivers. So, and Mike Evans was there. But I mean, they had a good running attack with Fournette and White. Uh, hundred over 150 between the two. This was a step up. They, they looks like they're a good sign for them against a good ball club, too. And that defense can continues to do its thing. You know, they it was late in the fourth when they started really scoring Seattle. Um, but that huge stopping Kenneth Walker that was huge. He's been rolling, been playing uh, really good football early, and Tampa Bay did a hell of a job taking that away from him and, and really limiting their offense to making Geno Smith beat them. And he, and he had a good performance, 23-33, 275 yards, and uh, 275 yards and two touchdowns. No picks. The only knock on him was that fumble he did lose. But uh, nonetheless, <coughs> the Bucks pick up the win. They go to 5-5. Five and five. Sadly, winning the division in the NFC South. But uh, Seattle goes to 6-4. and four. Still holds tight on the division, the NFC West, but um, they got to look out for San Francisco because of the way they're playing. And we'll get into their game with the Chargers. And um, huge, huge win for the Bucks. Um, and it, we'll just get right into this game of the year, by far, game of the year. And I, I want to start by talking about because it's gonna we'll we'll be talking about it a little more between these two, but. Um, I, I, I think right now the top two receivers, I'll give you the top three <clears throat> to kind of justify my top two. I need the third. Uh, is Justin Jefferson, I think after this game, we can kind of put him there. He had already He's already on pace to do things statistically. I'd, he had such a quick start. <clears throat> he's on pace to do do a lot of things. May go down as, he could go down as one of the best. 
Just saying, one of the best to ever do, possibly the best to ever do. He might, you know, now with this extra game, he could do things like catch Jerry Rice. I'm just saying, he's had a quick start to his career, but nonetheless, that's not here there. He he he's a hell of a ball player all around. To me, he's the number one receiver, and the guy he was going off against, uh, competing against Stephon Diggs on the other side. I think he's number two. He's been playing lights out. Consistently, and then at three, I'd have Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's great, but he can't do the things. He can't make the catches that I seen uh, Justin Jefferson make <laughs> and Stefan Diggs make in this in this game. But this game was nuts, man. Uh, it, a, a little slow start for Minnesota, but they but but I mean the whole story was the second half and how it just became a wild shootout game. Uh. <clears throat> it was I mean it was, it was crazy because the Vikings uh starting to come back. They get into uh, into a situation where there's just above 2 minutes left, but they're down two scores. So they got to find a way to get a fourth and 18 and Justin Jefferson makes the greatest catch <clears throat> in the history of the NFL, dude. I mean it was the greatest catch I've ever seen. He made the it was the Odell catch, right? That same style Odell catch, but only if you factor in it's fourth and eighteen and and a, and a great heavyweight prize fight type of match between two great teams. And in a pivotal moment, if they don't get this, the game's pretty much sealed. He goes up and does an Odell style catch, but what makes it different is the defender is got two hands on the ball and he still comes down and I mean oh my goodness it it, it was is the greatest catch <clears throat> it, it it couldn't have been it couldn't have been any better it, it was insane um but that so they go down and do, and do that but then here come here come the bills you know, right, right back at you. They come down. Um, uh, they punt the ball, and the and the Vikings, right? Vikings get the ball back tw down twenty-seven to twenty-three. They're down, down four because I forgot they did miss the extra point. So instead of being a three-point game, it's a four-point game now. It makes it even diff more difficult. They drive down, get all the way down. And on a fourth and goal, they try to uh, get it out to Dalvin Cook. Doesn't make the play, but there's an offsides on Buffalo. That's huge. So they get another crack at it, and uh, they can't get in. They can't get in. They try to do the QB sneak with Kirk Cousins, and they don't get in from the, the ha like half-yard line. So the Bills get the ball back. And first play, they fumble the snap. Touchdown, Minnesota. Recovered by Minnesota. Are you kidding me? 30-27 to 27 now. <laughs> it, it And it, it, you would think all is lost, you know. You don't have much time left. That's 30. 
you know, they didn't they didn't have much time. What forty was about forty one seconds left. They had to go, to work with to get down the field, and they and they make a beautiful pass to Gabe Davis on the left side of the field. But the only issue was they call it a catch, and I want to see how many yards was that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a twenty yard pass to Gabe Davis, right? The only issue was it hit the ground. They didn't see it. Um, they didn't get the challenge. You know, it didn't get challenged. Under two minutes, coach can't challenge it. Uh, the booth doesn't call down for the review. And the Bills get down, kick a field goal. Uh, <coughs> kicks a six. 60-yarder. Wow. No. It was a 29-yard field goal. So he kicked a 29-yard field goal, ties it up. That that gets him into the, uh, overtime where the, the Vikings go down, you know, have a big 12-play drive again and have to kick a field goal, which now gives the Bills a chance, and Patrick Peterson for the second time in the game uh, picks it off. So really the turnovers just cost the – the Buffalo Bills, um, in in this game, that if they're they're gonna look back, the two picks by Josh Allen, then the fumble between uh, snap at the goal line, and Singletary also had a fumble in the game. I mean, it's just you can't turn the ball over four times and expect to win against, especially against good teams. I mean, the fact that it was this close and they turned the ball over, the credit to the Bills defense. So, uh, wild game. But that, I mean, you talk about the catch. But I didn't even talk about Stephon Diggs had a hell of a cat, one-handed catch uh, prior to. It was either before, right before, or right after Stephon, uh, Justin Jefferson's catch. But man, they, they both balled out. I, I, I just think right now at this moment they're the top two. I would say also D Hop too, but uh, <laughs> it's very, it, it's very close. But those are my guys. But that was a hell of a game, man. That, that that's a beautiful game. That, if that was the Super Bowl, I would I would I would subscribe more to that. If that's the Super Bowl, um, Lions Bears also an oddly another one. But don't look out now. But here come the Lions. I'm just saying they're now not the last team in the division at three and six. They they knocked the Bears down to three and seven. Uh, they they were coming off beating Green Bay. And um. Now, now beating Chicago, that's that's two in a row. And had the Packers lost to the Cowboys, spoiler, they don't. Um, we're talking about the Lions being in second in the NFC North. That that would have been a, a, a just a wild thought, but didn't does not happen here. But they do get the win against Chicago, thirty-one to thirty. I thought this was a great job by the uh, the Lions. Uh, a total collapse by the Chicago. Chicago Bears in the fourth quarter. Um, you, you're giving up 21 points. Um, this, this is what I want to look at right here. Second, end of the second corner. Okay. Um, so it's 21, 24 to 10. So 24-10. Right here in the fourth quarter. You know, the Lions... The Lions get a touchdown 
and then proceed to get that uh, Jeff Akuda pick six right back on him. Um, th that's when things fourth quarter is when it picks up, okay? Because they get the touch, the Lions go down and get a touchdown, a four play, fifty five yard drive, uh, two minute drive. Then uh, uh, the Bears proceed to throw a pick six. Uh, Jeff Akuda gets it, returns it, ties the ball game up. But then the Bears, the, on the, on their next drive, third and two, Justin Fields takes the ball 67 yards. And he is just looking. I, 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 to me, I've all, I, when the Bears drafted him, I thought this was a hell of a, a move by the Chicago Bears. They're getting what they kind of wanted in Trubisky, but a, a better version of it. You know, Fields can run a hell of a lot better than Trubisky can, and I think he has the potential to be a, a hell of a lot better thrower. But, I mean, this kid is confident. He is when he's in the pocket in this game, the Bears gave him a lot of time. But even when he didn't have time, he now averts pressure and makes a lot of plays. And and just when he takes off, it's a scary sight for defenses. But he played outside of his mind. He's been playing outside of his mind, uh, and, and he just seems confident. He's got a certain swagger to him, like he's unstoppable when he gets on that field. And it's 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 scary for Chicago. He's been playing great. The Bears been in these games, but. Uh, you know, maybe not the Dallas one, but they still put up a lot of points. The offense is starting to roll, but the defense is, is kind of crumbling on them. And you, you can't help but look at trading Roquan and thinking, damn, man, boy, I'd like to have him right now. But nonetheless, <clears throat> you know, in that fourth quarter, a couple punts after after the Bears scored that big run by Fields, uh, and the Lions get a touchdown, and that's it. Uh, seals it. They they can't get. Bears just blow blow a a huge lead they had in the fourth quarter and and shout out to the Lions, man, two in a row. I'm not saying they're gonna be dangerous. They're gonna do something, but you gotta give them credit for for not. They could have packed this thing up as ugly as it was getting, and then, and then Dan Campbell must speak to these guys and, and they played a, a solid game. If you're if you're Chicago, you can't be mad at yourself because other other than the defensive collapse, but offensively, you gotta love what you're seeing from Justin Fields and how he's playing and how that offense looks. You're excited about the potential of that offense, but you 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 gotta rebuild that defense now again. Offensive line and defense. If, if you're the Bears, uh, think a way ahead. But that's where I would be at. Um. Titans, Broncos, not much meat on these bones. The Broncos just, I, I'm telling you, they're just not there. Tannehill came, this is his first game back, and he hooked up with Westbrook for two touchdowns. Five for 119 and two touchdowns, and they just controlled this game. And the Broncos just, I don't know what the issue is. They don't look like they're going to... Uh, really amount to much. I thought they, they would have struggles this first year. I didn't think it looked this bad, though, man. It just doesn't look... It doesn't pass the eye test, and that's why everyone's given the Broncos and Russell Wilson so much. Also, they've seen so many of the games and being on so much primetime. I think they thought they're going to be great, but it's just not pretty right now, and it, we're having to kind of bear through it. And If you're the Titans, you go, you go out and get a, a solid win, at home, 
a push your record of six and three, kind of trying to get back on track. You had some close games against Chiefs, you lost, and and so get, getting back on track, six and three, you you're feeling good right now on, on, in first place. Speaking of the Chiefs, and in the AFC South, the Jags, uh, Chiefs and Jags going at it. Um, Lauren to Mahomes, and Mahomes just kind of taught the young fellow a little lesson. Say, hey, you, you may be coming up, but you ain't a rising star like me, baby. Mahomes, 331 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. But Lawrence, 259, two touchdowns, no picks. No really run game. That That's where they were kind of lacking there. Couldn't get, really get ETN going. The Chiefs did a nice job s- slowing him down. Um, Christian Kirk had a nice game with the Bucko five and two touchdowns, the two touchdowns from Lawrence. But uh, Kelsey, Tony, his he, his coming out game, 4 for 57 and a touchdown. Credit to him. Valdez Scanley had pitched in. I mean, they, everyone doing their thing. Kansas City just keeps rolling, man. They look, they're looking sharp, heading midway towards pushing towards the end of the season. They're looking good. They're clicking and firing on all cylinders at the right time. And that's a scary sight for every other team, I tell. Boy, eey. Um, next we got the Browns, Dolphins, uh, Dolphins. I, I, I really like the Dolphins. I, I, I think you add Bradley Chubb, um, you know, they, they put it on the, the Browns. I didn't think the Browns had much of a chance, but you know, Tua looks good. You add, uh, I, I just like what they're doing. They're at, they add Wilson Jr. at running back. He's lightning quick. He was good for four nights. I can't believe 49ers got rid of him, but with McCaffrey in, I, I guess I understand it at the same time. But with him and Mostert, they're they're so fast. You just watch the you you, watch, you put on highlights of uh, of Dolphins tape, and they're just so fucking fast. Mostert, Wilson, Waddle, Tyreek. I mean, they are quick, dude. Gasecki even. Um, but but their defense is is really damn good too. 39-17, they beat the Browns. They improved to 7-3. and They limited Nick Chubb to only 63 yards and a touchdown. That's good considering Nick Chubb, how he's been all year. Limiting him to 63 yards is like hitting the fucking jackpot. And Kareem Hunt as well, only 9. That, that's, that's, your, that's your ticket to success. I mean, Brissett doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but... You take away his run game, and he's not going to beat you, especially the way they're putting up points in the Dolphins. And they just keep rolling. I think it's going to be – we're going to have some fun matchups in the AFC just to think about it between, you know, in the playoffs. So you think about the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Ravens, um, just good teams in the AFC deep. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Bills. Didn't even say the Bills. The Jets. I mean – list goes on and on. They have to see it's fun stuff. Um, Texans, Giants. Uh, the Giants keep on winning. They win these games a little bit closer than you would probably like for the Giants. 24-16, uh, to 16, but this was kind of late. The, the Texans were kind of putting on points, but the Giants were kind of matching what they were doing at the end. But um, Daniel Jones, solid game for him. Saquon Barkley, this is the key for the Giants. They got the run game going. 35 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. This is what I like about the Giants. They know, they know what they want to do, and they just go out and do it. They're going to run the ball with Saquon Barkley, and if it's working, he may have 35 carries like he did against the Texans. 
And even if it's not, they're still sticking with it, and they're going to use Daniel Jones with some some options and 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 whatever they want to do with that situation there. And then he just has to go out and pass and and be efficient, make the right reads, make the right plays, and doesn't have to be Superman. Not asking you to do anything uh, crazy here. Just go out and make the right reads and and keep it moving. Don't turn the ball over. And he's doing it. He did it this game, and it it, it, it was good. Um, the, the Giants also playing pretty good defense too. Uh, <clears throat> getting sacks, they had four sacks. Uh, but I'm, I've been impressed with their defense. But their offense too is really good. When they when they get what they need, want to do, and, and and establish that run game, they are pretty damn good. Especially if they get out early. But you worry about those teams like that if you can jump out to an early lead on those teams and force them to abandon the run. That's when you can they go to something like that. And you wonder if they're going to miss Kadarius Tony, because look what he did with Kansas City, and they traded him away thinking he wasn't, you know, they had too much issues with them. Interesting moving forward. But nonetheless, the Giants get the win, 7-2, playing good good ball. Beat the It's the Texans, but they still get a win. Uh, Steelers, Saints, two teams. You know, you look at the record and you think, really? Wouldn't have guessed it, but... Uh, Steelers get the win here, 20-10 to 10 against the Saints. This one featured Andy Dalton and Kenny Pickett. Uh, my issue, this will be the last time I even say this, but I I don't know why the Saints are sticking with Andy Dalton. It's just not working. He's 17 for 27, 174 yards, a touchdown in the pick, just not playing good football. Um, not all the turnovers are his fault. He's had some, you like, damn some tip passes and shit but nonetheless this you just you you at some point you just gotta tr maybe try Taysom Hill try, just do something I mean Kamara had nothing he was 8 for 26 in the rushing game uh, so they were one one dimensional and the Steelers just took care of business they ran the ball well ate up ate up a lot of time uh, Najee Harris 20 carries for 99 yards so Took care of business. Didn't make Kenny Pickett do anything. He played an okay game. Didn't no no touchdowns, no picks, but efficient and well efficient enough. He efficient enough to get the win. I won't say it was great great games. I mean, he's eighteen for thirty, but nonetheless, either way, they they just didn't play as bad as the Saints. It was who wasn't going to beat themselves, and the Saints seemed to do that um, pretty easily. So, Colts, Raiders, this was interesting here, you know, uh, obviously, first off, the Raiders, not playing the way they should be, you know, the season hasn't gone the way they wanted it to, the injuries they've, they've had, and, um, just not playing good ball, sitting at two and seven, I expect, I for sure didn't expect them to be this bad, um, but on the other side, the Colts, rocky start. Um, still within the reach of, of possibly their division, just in how it's, uh, you know, kind of if they can get Tennessee to kind of slow down at some point. But nonetheless, they fire their coach. You know, they bench Matt Ryan. They fire the coach shortly after and hire Jeff Saturday. And everyone's making a big whoop on it because he's never been a head coach and doesn't have any experience. And he was just you know, working at ESPN or whatever, and now they bring him in, and, you know, he's 
I think he was 12 years with the Colts at center. Um, so, but, so this was huge. And he goes out and gets a fucking win, brings back Matt Ryan, which I was saying they should have done. And he goes 21 for 28, 222, and a touchdown and had, had a crazy big run for 39 yards, which was funny. Uh, seeing him take off for that much, getting that much green. Um, but they, you know, they went back and forth here at the end. This kind of got wild as well, but because, <clears throat> you know, Devontae Adams was kind of taking over. They were, they were putting up points on him here. But um, Matt Ryan found the way to pull it out in the end, 25-20. Outdueled Derek Carr. Look decent. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that from, um, um, uh, the backups, right? They're, they're just this Sam Ellinger. I'm not shitting on him, but he's not Matt Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, whether you think he is a future Hall of Famer or not, it, he's not on the same caliber as Matt Ryan. But to me, the the Colts have the same winning formula as the Giants, and I would say the Falcons. Stick with that run game, and when you got a bell cow, but I mean the Colts and the Giants specifically have bell cows and Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. 22 carries, 147 and a touchdown. That takes so much pressure off quarterbacks. That's all you want to do is have that consistent run game so then it factors in the play action, uh, makes it believable. Um, they have to have to go after it, you know. Have to, after they're getting ran on like that. <clears throat> but... That's how they have to win. That's their formula. Play solid defense. They got a good defense. Run the ball consistently and pass off of it. And when you got a guy like Mac Ryan, he's going to make the smart plays, make good reads. And just you just can't turn the ball over. He was having problems with the turnovers. He's got to limit the turnovers and try to get this thing back on track for the Colts. They go to four, five, and one. Um, Raiders fall to two and seven. It's just not looking good for them. I, you know. See what they can do moving forward, and what is it going to be? What's in the future for you know Josh McDaniels? Is he going to get a second you know go at this thing? We'll see. Another fun one was the Packers Cowboys. Man, I I I was talking when I talked about the the preview of all these games. I was talking about how this one should should have been a good exciting matchup but it's not gonna going to be because of how the Packers are playing boy was I fucking wrong I was wrong um Dak Prescott just wasn't his superb self and I I say that because he's pretty consistently good and he you know two picks sloppy ball from him you know they had good offense with Pollard you know with Zeke out he played good. CeeDee Lamb went off. 11 catches for a buck, 52 touchdowns. He had a hell of a fucking game. But on the other side, uh, you know, it was a slow start for Green Bay. But on the other side, man, Chris, this kid, Christian Watkins. Now, I don't know if, if people remember, but I was talking about him early in, before the season started and how I thought he could have been, if he would, if he's going to link up with Aaron Rodgers and gets clicking, he's going to have a shot at Offensive Rookie of the Year. I thought he was going to be his main man, his number one target. But injuries he had injuries at the beginning of the season that took him out for a little while. And now this was his coming out party. Four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns. It's like that that picture that's going around that always goes around of Randy Moss holding up with him when he had like three catches, two touchdowns, and 150 some yards. Whatever it was, I can't remember. But 
I mean, Aaron Jones, this is what this team was supposed to do. This is what how this team was supposed to play with. Aaron Rodgers playing lights out football, connected with Christian Watkins, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, and Aaron Jones on the backfield. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, 138 yards, 65 respectively. That They got the good game. This is how this team was supposed to be the whole time. I don't understand what the issue was, why they couldn't click and get it going, but if they want to have any shot, they got to fucking turn. This has to be the turning point that lights them Lights a fire under their ass and gets going. And I want to see more of Christian Watson because he's fucking uh, uh, lightning out of a bottle. They needed it. He was like the spark they fucking needed. This kid right here was the spark they needed. And and had they had him the whole time, this might be a different look of Packers. We might be doing the same old song and dance where they go fucking 13-3. and three. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Now is the present, but the Cowboys get knocked off 31-28. Uh, game winner from, you know, gets to overtime and and on a fourth and four, Dak couldn't get that pass off. He's getting rushed. He's getting sacked while thrown out of a sack, and it's incomplete. And Packers get a game winner from Mason Crosby. How many times you heard that? But a huge win for Green Bay. They needed it. They looked good. That's what they should have been looking like this whole time, but... Um, hopefully, maybe that turns around. It's almost saying hopefully it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not a Packers fan, but hopefully for Packers fans, that's uh, the, the the spark that gets them going the season. The big win against a good good football team in the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Rams get a win against the Card or no? Actually, what am I talking about? Cardinals get a win against the Rams. Jesus, looking right at it, reading it wrong. Cardinals get a win against the Rams. 27 to 17. I did I did see highlights of this game because I didn't get to watch this game, but um, I just don't get the Cardinals. I don't understand them. Are they good? Are they not good? I don't know. They're like the, they're like the Packers. I don't I don't know. I, they're just so they're a question mark when they when they're on they look really good when they're not. I would say with the Cardinals this is what they were supposed to be, but uh, I will say with the Rams they just do not look good. They just. Uh, at, at all, like this is supposed to be with the Cardinals, you know, winning games. You know, they're supposed to be put. What was crazy to me? We get two backups, Colt McCoy and uh, John Walford. But um, both these teams are, you know, oddly enough, this gives one of these teams a better chance. So the Cardinals, oddly enough, are going to have a better chance. I just think the season's pretty much done for the Rams. They just they don't look good at all, and and I don't know how long Stafford's going to be out, but I really don't give much of a uh, shot for the Cardinals either. I think both these teams are pretty eh. Um, but the Cardinals going to win with Colt McCoy if it means anything to anybody out there. But uh, Chargers 49ers, 49ers get a big win here against the Chargers. Um. <laughs> A lot going on there at the, uh, you know, towards, the, like a lot of these games, a lot got going at the end of these good games. Uh, the, the, there was that, on, on Greenlaw, that ejection on Greenlaw, I believe. Yeah, it was on Greenlaw, that ejection that they had on Herbert. Um, that, that, that was just such a bad call. And, and I want to say with, they, for ejecting him on such you know, it's it's crazy that you can be wrong and eject a guy, but you're wrong. And you're kicking somebody out for doing something like that. And it just, it's not, it wasn't a good call. Um, 
that 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 was that that was bad. Um, but th this was a good back and forth game. 49ers found a way to pull it off, and they looked tough, man. That defense was given a problem at the end. Uh, Bosa, it, there was a lot of times where Bosa was causing a lot of havoc, and another guy would come up and and finish the play off. They're going to be a problem now with McCaffrey and you know the way Garoppolo's just doing his thing. Didn't score a touchdown, but didn't get a pick. He just he just manages, man. Handing the ball between Mitchell, McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel in the backfield, Kittle, and Ayuk doing things. They're a scary sight now. I know they're only a five and four team, but they're playing good ball. And the Chargers play good ball. They just down the stretch just couldn't put it together. Couldn't get the win. Um. You know, Herbert throws that interception at the end, just getting hit. They they got to protect Herbert. That that line was an issue at the end, but maybe that's just more of a credit to the 49ers D line. They have a great D line. That their front seven's outstanding, and 49ers get a big win. They needed it, man. They they're starting to get going here. If they want to, if they want to try to catch the the Seahawks, they they want to. They got to get going at six and four. The the Seahawks in six and four, and then 49ers now at five and five and four so trying to catch, keep up and take that first spot they got a good defense and that offense is starting to click now they're going to be a scary team to watch and then Monday night here well just, just on here a little bit ago um, at the time recording this but the fucking commanders dog they get a win against the Eagles how is that the Eagles first team to lose they had to have been overlooking they had to have been overlooking this game because there's no way this team should have lost. On paper, they're just so much better. And that's not even disrespect to Heineke because he does a really good job with this team. He's a, such a a baller, man. And and Robinson doing his damn thing and Gibson and Samuel. So, no knock on the commanders, but this was just a, a game. That they're just better. But A.J. Brown, was he was disappeared. He disappeared. And, and Quez Watkins is really the guy this game you know Devontae Smith had the touchdown uh, 6 for 639 but not numbers they're used to between him and, and A.J. Brown the way they've been playing but um, the commanders really stole one it's just sloppy play by the uh, by the Eagles a lot of fumbles Goddard had the fumble you know they had that they missed that face mask call and then Goddard fumbles uh, Quez Watkins fumbled. Devontae Smith fumbled. I mean, there's just, there's, you have three fumbles he lost. And Jalen Hurts threw a pick. Not many games you're going to win through, with, with that many turnovers. So, credit to Heineke for, and, and, the, and the commanders for going out and getting a win on Monday night. You know, it, they got a late touchdown the very last second when they were trying to do a Hail Mary, but. You know, the, the, the Eagles just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They threw a beautiful pass. Hurts threw a beautiful pass. Was that down to Quez Watkins when he fumbled? He, you know, makes a great catch. No one touched him, so he gets up. And then as soon as he gets up, boom, gets hit in the back, and f he fumbles it. So, man, just shooting themselves in the foot. And they, they, the Eagles beat themselves that game. But just just a wild fucking week. Y'all, this is one of those weeks where you look back at look back at and you're like this is why I love the fucking game of football it was a, it was a beautiful week crazy uh, in a bunch of different games 
a lot of like last minute, like second half resurgence, fourth quarters of resurgence, but good games. Um, <clears throat> we'll be back on the next episode. Yeah. You know, talking, we'll have the Thursday night game. Who do we got? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna? You know what? Fuck it. Fuck that. We're gonna do Thursday night right now. Let's go see. I didn't even look Thursday night. Week eleven. We got Thursday night Titans Packers. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a good matchup. Tannehill's back, but I tell you what, I tell you what, the way I seen Green Bay, if they, if that, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think Green Bay brings what they brought last week, and they're gonna. You know, it's a short week. They're gonna just gonna come back and keep it going. I, I, they're at home. I like, I like Green Bay at home against Tennessee. I think they can find a way to stop Derrick Henry, slow him down. That's what they're gonna. Have, you know, that's the, that's the key to beating Tennessee. But you know, I, I, I like the way now with Christian Watkins, the way this offense looked. I think they're they've hit rock bottom, like Aaron Rodgers had was talking about. Um, they hit rock bottom, and there's nowhere up but to go but up I think I think they bounce back and they, they start getting this thing going I, I'm taking Green Bay and I've just never been a true believer of Tennessee and even even though they're they're 6-3 and three, I, I like the Packers and they are favored at 61% even with Tannehill back I like the Packers in this one so that there you have it I'm taking Green Bay we will have the ne- next time we'll have all of, the, all of them we'll talk about the Thursday night game and then have our picks for all the week 11. We all, I do want to say we went 5-8. and eight. We stunk it up. Week 10 picks. We got to bounce back week 11. Um, we'll do that, though. We'll start it here Thursday night. We're starting it off. We're starting it off right. As always, love y'all. Peace.